0: This is Michael Popak, Legal AF Every Time, that Ken Chesbro, indicted co-conspirator in Georgia, former attorney for Donald Trump, files a motion... We learned something new, and it's always worse for Ken Chesborough and the rest of the defendants. We just got one today. Ken Chesborough has filed about every other day some sort of motion to dismiss the indictment, aspects of the indictment, and now his first motion to suppress certain evidence. Ken Chesborough doesn't like the fact that uh, Fawny Willis' investigative team got a search warrant about a month before the indictment, as she rounded out her investigation against Chessborough and the rest and the fake electors and David Schaefer and all of that, and got his email account and all of the data and all of the emails in there from Microsoft, apparently one of the few Americans left that still uses MSN as his email account. He doesn't like that. And he says to the judge in his motion to suppress filing, which demonstrates again that he doesn't understand law, let alone Georgia criminal law. He says, judge, I'm an attorney. And as an attorney under Georgia criminal law, under this particular statute that he likes to cite, 17-5-32 of the Georgia criminal code, you can't Um, allow those documents to go directly to the uh, Fulton County uh, DA's office, you have to make them go to a special master because I'm an attorney and my attorney-client privilege documents have to be protected from falling into the wrong hands until they're ready and I need to be able to participate in that process. That is all true, Ken except if you read the statute, which you have not properly even cited within your own motion, it doesn't apply if you yourself are the subject of the criminal investigation. It's supposed to protect innocent attorneys. Like if the prosecutors wanted to play hardball and they didn't think the defense attorneys were, you know, negotiating with them properly or they wanted them to get their clients a plead or roll over they would just show up at a dawn raid and just take every defense lawyer's server and hard drive and emails. okay that's the world we don't want to live in but if you read the actual statute which I'm going to put up on the screen uh, so that you can see what we're talking about 17-5-32 it says that notwithstanding any other provision of law no search and seizure without a warrant, they had a warrant. First of all, issued by a judge, Judge Dempsey, shall be conducted and no search warrant shall be issued for any documentary evidence in the possession of an attorney who is not a criminal suspect. So if you are a criminal suspect, which obviously Ken Chesborough was a month before the indictment came out, especially after seven months of the special purpose grand jury taking interviews from 75 people, including Ken Chesborough, he was a suspect. And you don't warn a suspect. In fact, the judge went one step further after reading and having evidence presented to him for probable cause by the investigator for Fawdy Willis and her affidavit and testimony, which... I have a copy of because Ken Chesborough attached it to his motion. This is how I find out about things. This is how I'm able to report them on legal AF and right here on hot takes like this one. A Couple of days ago, Ken Chesborough told the world that there was a court reporter taking down a transcription, uh, uh, transcribing a a, a transcript of whatever was said in the secret fake electors meeting as they were signing their name to the bottom of a conspiracy and signing their name on fake certificates. I didn't know they brought a court reporter in and had a transcript running until Ken Chesborough filed it in a motion that's going to lose but now tells us about the evidence. See, lay people, even those in the law like me, don't get the uh, discovery that's provided, the documents provided by the government over to the defense unless the defense leaks it. And Ken Chesborough just likes to do that. So now we have the affidavit which tells him you, me, and the rest of the world, why Ken Chestborough is a suspect. And if you're a suspect, again, under that statute, then it doesn't, you don't use the special master proceeding to allow a, a kind of a specialized judge to look at documents, because we got to protect the lawyers. I'm all about protecting the lawyers. I'm a defense lawyer. I get it. But if you're part of the crime, Ken, you don't get the advantage of that. Instead, Fawney Willis with the judge, Judge Dempsey, set up an alternative scheme, which I think protected his rights in due process. And that was they, just like the federal government does it in federal prosecutions, they set up a filter team, which is a separate team, independent from their office, not talking to the lawyers prosecuting the case, who get to see the documents and make sure there are, if there's anything not related to the scope of the search warrant related to this this uh, band of time from November until January 10th, related to the fake electors, the scheme, Giuliani, Trump, uh, Powell, and all of the fake electors in Georgia and in other states, then they put blinders on and they don't provide that information. They filter it out and only give the information within the scope of the Indictment, but as I said, Judge Dempsey heard so much compelling evidence in issuing the search warrant because you got to go through a judge to get it. He actually also issued a non-disclosure order, an NDO, which tells the um, company like Microsoft not only is a search warrant being served on you, not only are you to collect up all the data that we want and deliver it over to the into the filter team for the uh, Fulton County to, uh, DA, but don't tip off Ken Chesborough because there's a there's a likelihood that he will alter, secrete, hide documents in some way. He will tamper with the investigation. He will interfere with an ongoing criminal investigation, whatever it is. NDO. Don't talk. We heard about a similar NDO on the federal side of all of these cases. When You may remember when Jack Smith served a search warrant with an NDO, same thing, on Twitter to get all of Donald Trump's material. Same concept, but now we're in state court. But the really compelling information that I just learned that I'm gonna give you a little succinct version of is what the investigator said about the crimes and again, about Ken Chespro. So for those that um, are you know not watching this as closely as I am, who are thinking, yeah, who is that guy? Why is he indicted? Because he acts like that in the motions that he files. Why am I here? I just wandered in from outside. I really am just a drive-by defendant. I don't know why I'm here. I saw my name on the door, thought I'd come in. Uh, No, Ken, You, you were one of the architects of the fake elector scheme. You wrote multiple legal memos that were used by the crazies on Team Crazy, like Giuliani, like David Schaefer, the head of the Republican Party for Georgia, who's been indicted, like all the all the 12 fake electors by Donald Trump and others in order to try to throw sand into the gears of democracy and stop the peaceful transfer of power. You want to know how I know that? Because the investigator says it right here. So if the indictment wasn't enough, Ken, here's what you did. And this is right out of and I'll tell you, it's right out of the affidavit by the special agent. She says in paragraph two, this investigation began on or about Jan 2 of 2021 when following the 2020 presidential election in Georgia, Former President Donald Trump and other individuals associated with his campaign placed a telephone call to Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State, the infamous call. During the telephone call, which was widely published in the media, former President Trump made multiple false claims of widespread voter fraud in Georgia and made multiple requests of the Secretary of State that if carried out would have disrupted the 2020 election. As the year progresses, it's so important to stay on top of your mental health and fitness. We here at Legal AF on the Midas Touch Network are working as fast as we can to bring you the latest legal and political news updates. So we know we have to stay sharp between the ears at all times. Frankly, life gets, what's the word I'm searching for? Busy. And sometimes you end up sacrificing good foods and snacks for unhealthy ones, strictly because they may seem more convenient. Whether at the gym, on the go or between meals with the family, Mosh Protein Bars are the smart snack to keep your brain and body fit-fueled and feeling good. With six delicious flavors, Each mosh bar comes packed with 12 grams of protein and is made with ingredients that support brain health like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen, and omega-3s. At 160 calories and only one gram of sugar, mosh protein bars are the guilt-free snack your brain and body will crave. Your brain is your number one tool, which is why mosh protein bars were mindfully formulated by some of the top neuroscientists and functional nutritionists. Founded by Patrick Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver, Mosh is a mission-driven brain health and wellness company that donates a portion of all proceeds to support women's brain research through the women's Alzheimer's movement at Cleveland Clinic. I absolutely love Mosh protein bars. They're delicious and savory, and the smart snack to keep your brain and body fit fueled, and feeling good. We're constantly doing different videos and hot takes and podcasts here on the Midas Touch Network, so I'm able to enjoy mosh protein bars easily and enjoyably between tasks. Don't settle for a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym, on the go, or just living your best life, mosh protein bars will keep your brain and body fit, Fueled and feeling good. Head to moshlife.com/legalaf to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack, which includes all six mouth-watering flavors. M O S H L I F E dot com slash legalaf. The next paragraph of the uh, indictment or the, actually the affidavit in support of the search warrant to Microsoft, says the false claims of widespread voter fraud made by Trump included allegations that thousands and thousands of ballots were cast under the same voters' names. That's false. That 4,500 ballots were cast for individuals not registered to vote. False. That 4,900 ballots were cast for individuals who did not reside in Georgia. False. Close to 5,000 ballots were cast for deceased voters. False. That 3,000 pounds of ballots, now we're measuring ballots in pounds, were illegally shredded or otherwise destroyed, and that poll workers had intentionally and fraudulently cast at least 18,000 illegal votes for Biden. All false. Take that data to your next conversation with people who don't believe that the election was fair um, and that Joe Biden won. Now let's move on to what Chessboro did who's going to trial, by the way, on October the 23rd. Attorney Ken Chessborough, whose emails are the subject of the search warrant, wrote a memorandum dated November 18th, 2020, to Wisconsin Trump campaign lawyer Jim Troupas, titled The Real Deadline for Settling a State's Electoral Votes. In this memorandum, Chessborough stated that January 6, 2021, was the real deadline for when a joint session of Congress was to meet, and that it was necessary under federal law for electors to meet by December 14th. This was central to, this memo was central to Trump's efforts to overturn the election. She goes on, paragraph six of her affidavit, as part of this RICO racketeering conspiracy. Chesbro's co-conspirator, John Eastman, Prepared a memorandum titled "The Constitutional Authority of State Legislatures to Choose Electors." Oh, he sounds so highfalutin and polished, uh, except when you really look at it, and you see it's uh, a bunch of uh, BS. Said memorandum laid out the state that the state legislatures, including Georgia's legislature, had the ability to take back their plenary power to determine the matter of choosing electors. <clears throat> Eastman also sent Chesborough's November 18th memo to Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani, thus showing that Eastman, Chesbro and Eastman uh, and through Eastman were working with Giuliani on the false elector plot. Now, Chesbro doesn't like that the emails between him and Giuliani came out because he says it's like attorney, attorney, client, attorney, client, client. Yeah, except when all the attorneys that I just listed are suspects and in the indictment. Then all that goes out the window, then these emails just become evidence of the criminal conspiracy. Chesborough also wrote a December 9th, 2020 memo, as outlined in paragraph seven of the affidavit, titled Statutory Requirements for December 14 Electoral Votes, in which he wrote that Republican electors could take the essential steps needed to validly cast and transmit their votes. In other words, fake electors, start your engines, you're going to be signing certificates. By December 14th, he sent this memo on his MSN email account to the then Georgia Republican Party chair David Schaefer, along with an email about having a coordinating the logistics of the fake electors voting. Paragraph eight, Chesborough then sent a follow-up email to Schaefer and other electors saying he'd spoken to Rudy Giuliani and attach documents to be used by the electors on December 14th. Like, in other words, Chesborough and Giuliani designed the fake elector certificates to be used. This email, according to the investigator, shows that Chesborough went beyond merely providing a theoretical framework of how election law works and is instead evidence of his advocating on behalf of Giuliani for the Georgia Republican nominee electors to violate Georgia law. And the um, affidavit goes on for about another 20 paragraphs showing the full scope of the conspiracy, Ken Chessbro's role in it, and completely debunks his argument that you've now seen in his recent motions to dismiss, that he was just a theoreticist. He was just talking theoretical legal strategy and cogitation and marination that lawyers do for clients about an overthrow of democracy. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. And so the judge heard everything I just said in the affidavit, in live testimony from the uh, the investigator, and decided, yeah, Ken Chesborough is a, um, a suspect in the criminal investigation. We don't have to use that section of the statute that says I have to use this and appoint a special master. That's only if you're just a regular old lawyer that has his, um, you know, like you're just involved because you're representing somebody, not because you're participating in the crime. I mean, this again is the, it just galls me that Ken Chesborough continues to have papers filed with other lawyers' names on it because he's represented, in which they say, um, Judge, the law is the following when it's obvious to anyone reading the statute that he was and is a suspect. They argue that, well, he didn't know there was no target letter. Here's an example. there's he, he didn't get a letter from the Georgia or the Fulton County DA saying he's a target. And wake up. Under Georgia law and practice, there's no requirement that either the federal government or the state government prosecutors provide you with a target letter to tell you you're a criminal. Some people don't find out that they are a, criminal, uh, a criminally accused or targeted person in an investigation until... Th- there's a knock on the door and they are arrested. You think they give target letters to child molesters or people that participate in child pornography? You think they give you know drug dealers who are being picked up get a target letter? Or do they just knock on the door or burst through the door and take them into custody? So as even the chief judge at the time, uh, McBurney for Fulton County, who oversaw all the grand jury work and all of this, he said early on when when even Fawdy Willis talked about a target letter, he says, I don't know what you're talking about, about a target letter. We don't use target letters in Georgia. We don't refer to them that way. So for these local Georgia lawyers to come in and say, I didn't get a target letter, so I must be a regular old attorney and I'm not a criminally accused one, so you got to use a special master. And because you didn't use a special master, then all that evidence needs to be suppressed, meaning can't be used by the Um, prosecutors in the case, especially the ones with Rudy Giuliani. And by the way, anybody, I'm continuing his argument, anybody that's seen it on her team is now tainted and they can't continue to be involved with the team. Okay. Okay. Let me just cut to the chase. He's going to lose this motion, but it's fascinating because he revealed the actual search warrant and the affidavit used that none of us had ever seen to see really the how robust the investigation is, the information, the data, the evidence against all these co-conspirators is. Thank you. Ken Chesborough, from the bottom of my heart, because I wouldn't have anything to talk about on this particular hot take had you not revealed it and leaked it to the press. But having now seen it, compared it to your papers, realized that you can't read because the statute obviously has an exception if the attorney is a criminally charged or accused person, which makes a lot of sense, right? You can't just hide behind your law license and commit crimes, now, he might have an argument that what he did was justified. He's just a lawyer and I wasn't really involved. Although every time we see a piece of paper that has his name on it and his involvement, it gets worse and worse for him. Just based on what's in the uh, senior investigator's affidavit, a jury would likely convict Ken Chesborough, my opinion. And I'm going to do another hot take that follows this one to tell you what's going to happen or what to expect in the Ken Chesborough-Sydney Powell table for two trial as i like to call it october the 23rd which is going first on the rico and i'll answer all the questions that you may have about what if phony willis loses that what does that do to trump and the other 17 co-conspirators nothing will the next jury know about that or the juries no um if she wins what happens A lot of people cooperating with with Fonnie Willis as she gets ready for the next trial, which will likely include Donald Trump in 2024. I'll go over all of that and Ken Chesborough's role in another hot take. I do hot takes like this one because I sit at that valuable real estate of law in US politics. And I bring hot takes and analysis coming from my 32 years experience of being a trial lawyer, primarily a defense lawyer, in the courtrooms and courthouses like I'm talking about. On Wednesdays and Saturdays, where can you find me? Legal AF, one place. The Midas Touch YouTube channel. Free subscribe. Get them to 2 million. It makes the platform and the media network more powerful and therefore makes your voice resonate. And go over and then if you watch us on Legal AF on Wednesdays and Saturdays for about hour long podcasts, same kind of thing as this, but with two people each day, then you can listen to us everywhere you get your audio podcast. Follow Legal AF, I think, you'll enjoy it. Until my next hot take, my next episode of Legal AF, this is Michael Popak reporting. Hey Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram at Midas Touch to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.